I also sound like a full-blown TV buff and I do not watch TV. I only watch like in jail documentaries. <laughs> It's like my thing. Well, that could be There's your opening. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> yeah, okay, you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to scratch yourself like a dog. <laughs> Okay. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Maker and Creator, the podcast about creativity and culture and how it affects us. My name is Alex Adams, and I'm joined with my co-host, as always, Jai Smith. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Listen, how are you, Jai? <laughs> is everyone listening? Is yeah. a regular freaking out? Because I just did the intro. That was good. That was really good. I thought it was my best Jai Smith intro. I can't believe I nearly said, how are you, Jai? But how are you, Jai? <laughs> <laughs> I've really embodied who you are. <laughs> How are you though? I'm good. I'm really good. What did you do all weekend? The long weekend? I went to the Barossa Valley mm. and drank some seriously amazing wine. Yeah. Um, and ate some great food. And yeah, now I'm, I'm actually two kilos heavier. Like no I'm about two kilos. Yeah. That's into your water. I'm feeling it was fine. worth it. Every yeah. little bit was great. So yeah, now I'm feeling like, what'd you do? Did you get my message on Is That Kangaroo? Oh, there was yeah. no kangaroo in that story. No, it was. It was kangaroo. I went to this fancy restaurant, Hentley Farm, and there was um, kangaroo, but it was like a thin uh, piece underneath cheese. Uh, that was cheese. I just thought that was a pile of cheese and you are calling it kangaroo. Wa- no, it was kangaroo yeah. underneath. I forgot to write back because I was balls deep and drinking red wine by that point. <laughs> uh, what did I do? I went to a... a- I went to a rave on Sunday, yeah. <laughs> and I went to I went pub. Oh, I went to a brewery. I went to my favorite brewery, the Grifter. On uh, we shouldn't say that after the Young Henry's episode. Also, my favorite brewery. <laughs> Grifter's my favorite at the moment. Sorry, sorry, guys. We're um, gonna do uh, a on each drink play. We're gonna do Sydney's best breweries guide. So I amazing love recommendations. Yeah, Grifter. I'll add that to the list. Grifter Sauce is amazing. Okay, I don't even know that one. Uh, that's got a huge backyard. Is that in Marrickville? Yes, oh. they're all in Marrickville. Yes, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know Willie the Boatman? Yeah. Um, Stockade is really good as well. And then you've got um, one of the other ones I've been frequenting at the moment. I think they're the best ones at the moment. Batch? Batch, oh yeah, Batch is always good. I always forget about Batch, but no, I love Batch. Wow, that was... Off topic. No, let's yeah, come back. Fine. Let's come let's back. Let's just have a chat. I'm here, guys. So when I- <laughs> oh, yeah, we've got somebody else here. Jordan Norton, welcome to the show. Um, you can say hello. Hey, guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's I'm right. glad I know all about breweries. You are. Yeah, well I informed. love beer. Well, yeah. And jail could- shows. <laughs> jail shows. Jail shows. Jailbirds. Jail you could start a new business called Georgia Draws a Brewery. Oh, Georgia Draws a Brewery Drunk. And then it's like, can she yeah. still draw can the brewery by it? the end of a brewery tour? Oh, yeah. I reckon I could. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's test it. The girl that kind of reminded me of you that I follow, and I'm going to stuff up her Instagram now, but I think it's um, great food crap drawing. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so she reminds me, you of me, because I have crap drawings? Yeah, no. <laughs> you, I, no, she's the most modest person on the internet. <laughs> oh, God, um, no, that's not what I meant. Don't, don't offend the guests. Don't offend they, the guests. Are they brilliant drawings? She's humble. She's actually really good. I feel like you guys should, you know. We should meet. Yeah, because just, yeah. But that's a really good point. Like when when I just heard that, I got all these ideas in my head. And the first time I said to you, hey, Alex, there's another Georgia. And we have another Georgia tomorrow. Georgia 3 will be on the show. There were three Georgias that were interviewing. There were three Georgias on my netball team at one time. Terrible. Terrifying. 
Um, so when when I said that 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 phrase to you this time, when I said, "Look, Georgia draws a house," that's mm-hmm. the name of a company. Did it kind of stick with you? How did it make you feel when I said those words? Or did you feel weird about it? Uh, no, I was like, yeah, go Georgia. I can't wait to meet you. Did you draw that house? And then I didn't, it wasn't sure. I was checking out her Instagram. And I was like, oh, no shit. Like she actually draws houses. But I wasn't sure um, whether it was like when we were growing up, my mum commissioned an artist to paint our house. Mm. So it's a thing. I know that you made a whole business out of it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, but it was like a watercolour and then it was framed mm. and it sat on our wall. Mm. Well, well, I wasn't sure what kind of style of drawing. Yeah, doing. well, I guess I guess the difference for me and why it's like a viable business option is because it's accessible and quite simple to do. Whereas watercolors and stuff like that would be very complex, take an artist a very long time. Mm. Whereas these drawings, as you can, I mean, the listeners probably haven't seen them before, but they are they're very childlike, very naive, and so it. It makes it a better business proposition. But the, the that's the the perfect frame up for what what I why I was so excited about it because simple ideas that are are, are articulate kind of become eloquent ideas. Mm. And when you sit in an agency, which I know you've sat in an agency, it's those eloquent ideas that kind of sit with us. And so I kind of started thinking about it. I'm like the most straightforward ideas, are the ones that we not only understand very quickly, but the ones we remember, uh, you know, in further in time. So if you think about the ideas like the Got Milk campaign, which is a very old campaign that is still mm. relevant and still created today. If you think about Share a Coke, which, again, you instantly you know how you felt about it, you know what it was and you know who it was for. Then you have like Dove's Real Beauty campaign, which, again, was a really simple idea that you remember and it kind of comes forward. Then if you go back even further, and this is more if you're an advertising nerd and that's interesting to you, VW had a campaign called Think Small mm. and it was the first camp, well, one of the first campaigns that really took this whole idea of all the bigger companies, what they were doing was getting you to think big and it's all about space and VW com- completely subverted that idea and said, well, think small. Then you've got Wendy's Where's the Beef, which is a yeah. phrase we still use now but no one really understands where it came from. Um, and if you've ever watched Mad Men, there's one um, which is featured on there, which is Carol's Does She or Doesn't She, which is referring to hair dye. And again, mm. they're all iconic things that if you saw, you will remember and you kind of bring bring them back to you. So I couldn't resist kind of when I heard this from our previous guest, Georgia Mappin, who recommended you. And Thanks, George. Not only did I trust Georgia, but then when I went and looked at it, I went, no, I love this. Because they were simple they were simple drawings, but they, they're accurate. And that's the, I think that's the difference between child's drawing and what you're doing is this level of accuracy and articulation, which is you know what it is. And I think that's kind of the brilliance behind this. And... For me, I started reading a couple of articles and, you know, your business has grown really, really quickly. And suddenly I started unpacking and that's what I think draws all these campaigns together is a simple phrase like Georgia draws a house suddenly starts to have all this other meaning that the more you think about it, the longer it sticks with you. And there's a lot of subtlety and a lot of nuance there that I I really want to kind of get into. So how did this all start? Cool. We've um, been arguing about this a lot, how it all started. Uh, because Who's we? we, me and my housemate, she thinks <laughs> I drew her a house once in Church Street, Newtown. I believe um, I it all started when I drew my sister's first ever book. So my sister, Zoe Norton Lodge, is a writer, a comedian, and she's most known for being on The Checkout on the ABC. Um, she has a storytelling night called Story Club at Giant Dwarf Theatre in Redfern. Oh, cool. Uh, 
Yeah, so she found I was there for the first time recently. Really? To, comedy, yeah. Yeah, to Giant Dwarf or to Story Club? Giant Dwarf. Have you been drinking? Giant <laughs> Everyone's no. been drinking. <laughs> um, so Giant Dwarf, um, so it's, yes, Story Club. Um, and she, through, you know, writing all of these stories, she, commis- she, she got her first book commissioned. Um, and it was a series of short stories. And she writes mainly about our family and our growing up experience in Annandale. So I decided to draw all the oddities and buildings in Annandale. Incredible. Um, and as I was drawing the buildings, I was like, oh, I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> um, and people were noticing that I was choosing to draw weird buildings, you know, right. like the TAB or Terrific Scientific <laughs> in Annandale, the church, and like seemingly they didn't work together. But then when I put them all on the page, that it made a beautiful suburb. Yeah. Um, and from that, someone asked me to draw their house. You've drawn all these buildings. Can you draw my house? And I was like, sure. And then someone else asked, and then someone else asked, and then someone's cousin asked, and then that cousin's friend asked, and then it got out of control, and I started freaking out. So I stopped, um, and then I sort of started to realize that it could be something pretty amazing. So I'm a graphic designer by day, so I built myself a website and put it online, and then two weeks later, I got an order in Perth, and it just has grown. Ever since? How many houses have you drawn? Oh. Okay, so it's I actually have order numbers, so it should be really easy. Um, <laughs> but it's not because I've thrown away my website once before because I didn't like the usability. I have a new website now. So I'm going to guess I've drawn probably about 1,100 houses. Wow. Sorry. So on, on this new website, which I've only had since December last year, I've drawn 389. So cool. Yeah. My thumb is broken. I am blown away. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like what do you do to – do you have a – like a pencil? Yeah, yeah. So I use – I have my favourite type of paper, watercolour paper, because it's thick and it doesn't bleed, Mm -hmm. and I have a pen – and I just draw it. I draw it from Google Maps. That's my secret. Or oh, a photo if someone sends me a photo. Yeah. And um, I just draw. I don't second guess. I don't rub out. I don't anything. Really? So never, never. It's just. It's just one go. <gasps> yeah. That's insane. That's wow. why um, I, people are really into um, the films I put on my yeah. stories because they're like, how are you doing these lines? I always get every time I post a video, what happens if you make a mistake? Yeah. No. What does happen? I, I I honestly just rarely. I'm, I want to say I don't, but I don't want to sound like an asshole. I honestly just rarely rarely make mistakes, and if I do, a little bit of foliage helps. <laughs> There's a tree now. Yeah, in front of yeah. Your house. I was about to say, is that kind of the charm with them? Because you know, yeah. you're not drawing photorealism. No, of course not. And that's kind of what breaks it from being away from photorealism. Right? Yeah, I think um, you know. There is a really nice balance in the drawings, which also people are telling me this now. So it's nice to learn to understand what makes this so special to other people through their feedback and through their comments Um, because, you know, I've always assumed it's because it feels like home and Mm. it's sort of a – it's an emotion that you're getting on a piece of paper as opposed to, you know, just a drawing. But people uh, often say – Georgia, your spatial awareness is amazing. And I'm like, that's interesting because I've never 
thought about my spatial awareness mm. before, but you're right. The little imperfections come from that's what makes it nostalgic and mm. Uh, kind charming. and gentle and charming. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's what makes it charming. And I believe they come from when, I mean, besides the fact that it's just my hand, my natural wobbly mm. hand, um, but I believe they come from when the scale is imperfect. Yeah. So when the flowers are <laughs> almost as big as the door <laughs> yeah. or when the, the roof shingles are just as big as the giant palm tree. I think that's, what, that's where that comes from. But yeah, because things things that we relate to but are bigger or smaller, we find cute or mm. endearing, and it's why yeah. something like, um, you know, an anime character or children's characters with overproportioned yeah. eyes and overproportioned mouths kind of make us feel. And when things are smaller, find we find it a bit creepy. Yeah, when things. Are I follow tiny. follow a lot of web comics who do really creepy drawings, and they've all got really unusual proportions of smallness. Yeah. And you realise how we're putting small things Small things are really (laughs) putting. I think also like, um, I mean, I don't do it, I do it quite subconsciously, but um, selecting the moments in the drawings to play with scale, I don't do it intentionally. It just happens. But they're probably the moments in the house or the details in the house that are the most unique. Yeah. If there is a giant bush, that's probably what I've focused on drawing. Or if there is a crazy door, or, or yeah, whatever. like it becomes like a feature. It becomes almost. a feature, so, yeah, because yeah. the drawings are A five, A four, or A three. So some are really small. Some are like that's, that's you small. know the size of like a um, like a coaster. Yeah, like a yeah. little bit bigger than a coaster, but yeah, yeah basically. So that yeah. you have to get all that detail in that tiny, tiny drawing. Like just even your Instagram layout, Georgia draws a house. If anyone's following along here, I'm um, should all follow Georgia. <laughs> um, the layout is just so unusual, like all the white space around yeah. it, and then what's with the cool little like pictures There's, that you've added over them? Just little pockets of color. There's like someone here who's got some balloons, and then someone else. Eating an ice cream at the front of the house <laughs> or some donuts? What's what's with that? So I guess um, I'm sort of I'm aware of that. My background is branding, so I'm very aware of branding, and I'm aware that your people are buying into an idea, and if they see the same, I mean, I know that these houses look different. But if they see the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, the engagement's going to drop. Yeah, right. So I try to add little moments of fun mm. into the drawings. So whether that is because it is New Year's Eve or Pride or whatever, I try to add a bit of a topical um, deep etch basically, which is just a cutout magazine, a cutout photo of my mum, a cutout mm. something of me. Um, and actually in the last three days I've broken away from that um, I know the last three. Yeah, it's like really, a a, it's really scary. Yeah. <laughs> I've never done it, but it, I guess um, as my following grows, I have to evolve and adapt and keep people engaged. So I start. I've just started asking what they want to see, and they they like seeing videos. So I'm trying to break it away from what I want to see and what other people want to see. Instead. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that's a real challenge between who who do you make happy? Like the young Henry's guys were, you know. You know, viciously selfish about it in a, in a way that you know was just so authentic. Mm. But then a lot of people we do talk to, it is audience driven, and especially if you're talking about something like a social media following that it has to be. And I think you've kind of done that better than most people I know in terms of how do you curate such an amount of content. Yeah. Whereas I'm still selfish and don't care and <laughs> consistent. But I think that's the difference between. I mean, for me, Georgia draws. I don't call myself an artist 
or an illustrator and maybe that's because I still feel like an imposter. Do you and call yourself anything? Like, well, I don't know yet. Okay. I don't have that yet. I don't know what that is. You're it, a non-binary it makes me unco- Yeah, it makes me uncomfortable. What do I you think- write on? This was our question last week. <laughs> what do you write when you go to the airport and you're travelling overseas and they ask you your occupation? Graphic designer. Oh. I just stick there. I just say, say, that's yeah. fine, that's fine. Um, artiste. Artiste, yeah. I just, I'm not there. And I also think... Um, Georgia Dwarza House is a business first. And I think that's the success of it. That's yeah. why I'm able to commit full time to that because I've developed a business that creates profit, generates money for me to live my lifestyle. The art is part of that. But the product idea could be, I mean, I don't mean to sell myself short, but it could be another person's house drawing. Yeah, you could curate house drawers. Yeah, yeah. For, I yeah. could have many Georges drawing in sketch style, this style. <laughs> Only whatever. Georges like, drawing I have, you know, you know it, I think that the, the business proposition is, to me, as value as the art. And we were talking off air before about how you kind of even got to this point. We mm. might be jumping all over the place, but you were saying how, like, you were working full time. This was just side hustle, and then mm. you just sort of kept going. And tell us about that process. Yeah. So um, I have been a graphic designer for about six, seven years. Um, and I used to draw uh, after my sister's book, I would draw at nighttime, you know, to keep the creativity going a little bit. I'm branding for bars and restaurants can get a bit the same, especially because they often follow trends and Mm. you're just doing the same stuff over and over again. Um, So I started drawing and then I got to a point where I was doing enough to make a bit of pocket money, but not enough, you know, to live off. Mm -hmm. So I decided I gave myself one year of moonlighting where I'd work at a really hardcore branding job from nine till five, my ass, like (laughs) seven till seven (laughs) every day. And then I'd come home and I'd draw until I fell asleep. And sometimes I'd wake up early and I'd draw. So I was building it. Um, And I promised myself that I wouldn't um, leave my job until I made my salary. I equaled my salary in my drawings. Crazy. So, so cool. which I think is a, I think that's a, a good starting point for anyone. Um, yeah. You know, you can do that as a junior designer or a senior designer. If you just know that you can keep your lifestyle, the, the risk is lower um, for you. I then this amazing, like the love of my life, Zara McDonald, who I've never met. Um, she was on a, Facebook group called Like-Minded Bitches Drinking Wine. Oh, yeah, I'm in that. Yeah. yeah, and she posted something. Does anyone, something, I need to write an article about houses. Does anyone do anything to do with houses? And she just wrote a post. And I, I don't usually engage in that group mm. all that often because I think a lot of There's it's a lot of rubbish on there, yeah. Rubbish. Um, but I was yeah. like, oh. So you're rubbish. I was like, well, this is easy for me to respond to. So I just posted my website and then she, I, I, that's all I did. I posted my website and then um, – she posted an article on the Sydney Morning Herald and she chose a really amazing image from my Instagram and so it made the cover of the Sydney Morning Herald website. What? Really? It was on there for two days. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, "What?" I had my phone at work was just going off and off and off yeah. and off and off and I was sort of freaking out um, and my mother was like, you cannot, because usually when I get stressed, I turn off the shop. Yeah. She was like, you have to leverage this entire moment. You cannot turn off yeah. your shop. Good and then, mom. good mum, then on the Sunday, my dad, I was actually doing a photo shoot 
outside. I I did a giant mural on the side of my parents' house, so I got one of the little drawings and made it as big as their house graffiti on the side. So I was actually doing a photo shoot in front of that just with a friend and my dad came across the road and he was like, he's got a funny Welsh accent which I can't mimic, but he's like, did you know about this, Georgie? And it was just a full-page spread in the domain. So they just picked it up because it was obviously a very high clickbait. Really? And then I quit my job. That's amazing. Yeah. Was it like overnight that you got heaps of orders? Yeah, Yeah. overnight. Wow. Overnight, like in one weekend. I'm very open about um, money because I think people need to know the reality. Like I'm not Mm. a very rich person. I'm not a very – I'm just a very comfortable person. But um, in one day – the day of the Sydney Morning Herald article, I made like $9,800. Amazing. Oh, my God. That's congratulations. amazing. Yeah, which is pretty cool. And then yeah. I was like, so then that, and that just grows. And it, once you get, once your name is out there, like things evolve, things grow. Wow. And so now I'm here. That's incredible. Yeah. I love that. And like, congratulations. That's Thanks. So yeah. cool. Um, often we hear, yeah, like creatives, I don't know, sometimes like people are creative or they're good at business, but you seem really savvy at business and you're clearly a creative. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you've had any sort of formal education around or is it something your parents fostered at an early age? Well, I don't know. It could. I mean, I'm going to lie and try and make up where I, where it comes from, but I don't actually know. <laughs> I, um, I was a massive nerd in high school. Still love it. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, we're really cool now. Oh. My housemates call me a nerd too. My housemate keeps calling me a nerd and I call her a jock to offend her and she's sort of proud of it. I'm like, I'm so embarrassed for you. She gives Sorry, you a Chris. wedgie on the way back. <laughs> anyway, um, I was um, super, like I was just super studious, super into um, economics and politics and I started studying economics at uni and then I hated it and was like, what's the opposite? Became a designer. Wow. Um, and I think through bo- both design agencies I've worked at, really small. So um, Maxco only had three people. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say the names. They only had three people and um, Juicy Design, max like 11. Mm. Um, and more at Juicy at my most recent job, I was very involved in writing proposals and oh, like not super involved in the business, but like quite involved. Yeah. Um. So I'm just sort of used to it. I've seen it and I was lucky enough to have a creative director at that company who mm. was so open. Amazing. Any question I asked about finances, money, he overheads, whatever, he would just share. Yeah. So I think part of my nerdiness and um, like studiness makes me a, a pretty good business person but also the exposure I've had I mean I'm also a curious creature I'm oh, very yeah. I, I think I have like if someone asked me a question like whether it's like what brand of pen is that or like where does this water come from so please don't ask me a question I don't know the answer to after I say this <laughs> I have to find out so I'm not concentrating on anything someone's saying until I find out the answer can you, I, because I'm a bit similar where I get obsessively distracted by something mm, and it's a, it's a nightmare because you can't let it go. Yeah, yeah. And you, you try to do two things. Like you, that's happening in the back of your head and then you're still doing the other thing, but the other thing is sort of not going yeah. as good as it could because you need to know what year Jailbirds was produced or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you did when you heard my name, Alexander, you're like, I know that name. Yeah, absolutely. And you were like, how do I yeah. know that name? Yeah. And you went back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have to figure it out. <laughs> this was mind palace idea yeah, going yeah. on. Yeah. So I think 
from a business point of view, you, I, I love your approach and everything in terms of, you know, supplementing your current salary, kind of taking advantage at the moment. Looking at the creative side, mm. what, were the, what were the creative things you were interested in before you became a designer? And were you designing anything before that point? Or did you just, were you already drawing, like it's just a hobby or what, what started that? Um, so I've always been a bit of an arty kid. Mm. Um, I went to performing arts high school, always doing art. Um, and then design honestly came about because it was the opposite of economics. That's um, and I just like, I just, ugh, I just had to do something different. Um, and I ended up going to art school. So that training, um, I went to Kofo in Paddington, which mm-hmm. is now Unswad. What is it? What? What the hell? Unswad? It's not Kofa anymore? It's not Kofa. It's UNSW Art and Design or Unswad. Unswad. I've never heard anyone call it Unswad. Are you just calling it that? Okay. <laughs> Thank you now for being, because that sounds like nonsense. Now I need to know if it's real or not. I've just read the acronym. Anyway. <laughs> um, so I went there and that, you know, it's an art school. Not a, It's not UTS. It's not a technical school. So I guess throughout that I sort of honed my mm-hmm. art schools. I did graphic design there yep. and jewelry, which I was terrible at, and furniture, <laughs> also terrible at. Um, <laughs> and then got a graphic design job while I was at uni. I was actually working in a bookshop, and a creative director walked in. He asked for some design books, and I was suitably helpful. And then he asked me to come work with him. I'm just, I'm really lucky. Like no, I'm, I see, like. Um, I've had this debate with friends. Are you lucky, or do you just make shit happen? I I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe a bit. Of, I definitely am a make shit happen person. Yeah. But I also like. I am lucky. Like. I think I'm lucky. Like you can't. The say the article in the domain. Yes, I was engaged on that post. Yeah. And I mean the co- the yeah. content has to the content has to exist for it to go further. Like you have to have created yeah. it. But I mean I I do think a bit of luck comes into everything. I don't know. I think look what you've done is executed a PR strategy brilliantly once. Yeah. That's your luck, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I think yeah. the idea that you're engaged to do that is enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think you're right. If you've got the content, you've got the story, then you can go and talk to any PR person who's dying totally. for stories or a journalist. Yeah, They'll exactly. pick it up. Yeah. It's worthwhile. Yeah. So I think your hard work pays off in the fact you've got a great story, you've got great content. Yes. It's just the way that PR opportunity came up for you was different. Which, and, and also um, I guess that PR opportunity was created through a branding piece, a marketing piece, which is a giant mural in Annandale. Mm. So that, that Annandale is a – quiet, sleepy suburb. I don't know if you guys know where Cornersmith is. Mm-hmm. So my parents live opposite that. Okay. Cornersmith came. So then the hordes of people came mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I can't draw an ad for Georgia Draws a House, but if I draw a giant mural, like I'm talking four by four metres wow. or bigger, people will notice it. And so that's sort of what got noticed and that's how that girl how noticed that. How did you that. talk your parents into that? Don't know. My parents are so supportive and so incredible. Um, they did make me make it smaller. I wanted to make it bigger, but my mum was right. It looks better smaller and the tree goes over yeah. a perfect part of the chimney. So she was very clever. Um, I, my parents, they just let me and my sister do whatever the hell we are you want. Of the gener- I mean, your sister's obviously a creative as well. You yeah. guys of the generation of you can do anything. Like Absolutely. That yeah. 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 We talk a lot about that generation. Yeah. Don't we? <laughs> like I am as well. I only like I've just spent um, some time with my mom, and she was like, "Oh yeah." She's like, "Oh, you're just always so positive, and I always feel inspired to do something when I leave you. So I'm gonna paint that 
that canvas that's been sitting in the lounge room for like two years. Oh, no, my parents are heaps more productive than me and my sister. Me and my sister are bulk productive. Like our productivity levels are good. My parents trained us well. But my mother, she is learning a new craft, painting a new thing every single day. Like if you go into her, her house, there's just art everywhere that she has done. And my dad is a workaholic. So I think we've just become them. Is he a creative as well? No, he's not. My dad is a therapist, a family counsellor. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so both in-depth kind of. Very pa- passionate yeah, jobs, passion. mm. like passion-driven, yeah. What, what very basic question that I had so far up the list <laughs> but we've gone down. Have you got a favourite house you've drawn? My parents? Oh. Nice. I think so. I think that's, that's the one that started yeah. business. That's the one that changed the business mm. um, and that's the one that's mine. So I think all houses are equal, but that one's a <laughs> bit more equal than others. <laughs> Do you own a house, Georgia? No. Are you waiting for the day that you can yes. draw your own house? Yes. What so a the, moment. It's what a moment. So the article in the domain was um, meet the 28-year-old drawing your house so she can buy her own. Oh, Which cool. is a great headline. Great, yeah. Well done, Zara. Thank yes. you. Um, everything about it was great. So I am trying. I'm really trying. Um, yeah. I've been saving a lot and I hope to buy one next year. Cool. What yeah. a great roundup story that would be. You should pee other shit out of that. I yeah. will. I you will. will. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. That's, yeah. that's an even bigger story. It's a like, much bigger story. Is there any, th- any house you've refused? Um, ref- yeah. Okay. No, not refused. But people are weird. Mm. People often say, I love my house. It means so much. Like, it's just so beautiful. And then you look at the house and they've never seen their house before. They've (laughs) never seen the front of their house. I promise it's covered by rocks or trees. Like, they've never (laughs) seen their house in full. And that's a sign that people just have such strong attachment, emotion and feeling to their houses because they feel so much they don't realise that there is no facade. The boring house. Oh, no, but I don't think there are boring houses. I honestly don't um, because, like, even really modern apartments, once drawn in full, like, they they can be pretty cool and they look so different to the Paddington Lace Federation home that I yeah. usually draw. I love them a lot. The one house I almost refused was in... Rose Bay. I'm just. Ma- I was making sure that I had enough orders in Rose Bay not to call out the person individually. Um, I think it was Rose Bay or Nielsen's Park Nielsen or something Park, yeah. around there, and their house was on one of those houses that faced the water. Mm. How am I gonna? Where am I gonna get the image of that unless I get a drone and fly over the water? There's a side business for you. There Georgia flies drones Georgia to flies draw houses. Yeah. Dot com. <laughs> to be fair, if they've got a water in Nelson they Park could get me a helicopter. The water, they could probably afford that drone. They should get um, a drone. Do you? So wait, do you? Do people think that you just rock up to the front of their house? Are we like all the time, it? all the time? Oh, people, so no, I, we're not ruining it. We're <laughs> we're being real because people, you know, someone will be like, "Hi, I've got this house in London. When are you next here?" <laughs> No. You should say, okay, I'll be on the next flight. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to meet me. Just <laughs> yeah. send me the cash. Send me the cash. Yeah, people often think I go there. See, I thought that people would send you a picture of their house and you would draw it from the picture. Yeah, so yeah. M- more often than not, it's Google Maps. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, okay. unless um, it's an old house. It's a house that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It's been mm. renovated or the house, maybe I noticed it has a development application sign on Google Maps. 
So I assume it's new yeah. or it's um, really sometimes it's obscured by a car or a person or a garbage truck. Mm. Have you? Oh, I'm on Google Maps actually. If you go to Amazing. You have Google Maps, yeah. Yeah, if you Google our um, our office in Paddington, which used to be an ice cream factory, cool. uh, there's in the laneway there's me with my face blurred out. Amazing. Like walking the dog that I used to live I with. I get it now. You know? I thought you meant you have Google Maps as in... You no, have no. <laughs> and I remember the moment I was like caught because this weird like little machine kind of went past and was like taking photos and it was the Google The machine. car with the yeah, thing. I've it. seen a lot of weird stuff on Google yeah. Maps. The weirdest was I. my friend asked me to draw his late grandmother's house and I was like, sure, awesome. And I started drawing it and the curtains were being pulled open <gasps> by, like, the ghost no of his grandma. Way. I was like, I Did can't draw, draw that the house. I can't. No. Oh, is- <laughs> People always ask me, can you draw the person? Can you draw the horse? Can you draw the – and I sometimes do it. I sometimes don't. Depends how I feel. Will you ever draw the inside of a house? I did. Yes. Um, Like three days ago, uh, the first time ever, mm-hmm. uh, someone asked me, They um, they're – Friend's house was in one of those magazines, like Home Living or, I don't know, you know, those nice ones, Bell mm. and stuff. You find them um, at doctor's surgeries. Yeah. <laughs> um, or interior design agencies. Um, I think that's just. That's your phone, right? Cool. Um, I, someone said they, they don't really like the front of the house, but their insides just had this big um, double page spread in this great magazine. Could you draw them? And I was like, absolutely. I'll give it a go. I've never done it before. If I suck, I'll give you a full refund, but let's experiment. And I did it and I I shared it again because what people think matters to me more than what I think. Yeah. Do you think this is cool? What do we think? George is doing the inside of a house. Are we into it? Aren't we? And people lost their marbles. They loved it. So now my business has doubled. Wow. <laughs> That's good. Because yeah. I think for a lot of apartment living, Sometimes the in- inside is more yeah. interesting than the outside. Totally. And I would have been um, terrified to draw that, except that I spent my last three years in an interior design agency mm. and people had taught me how to read drawings and elevations. So I can look at a really detailed, amazing house and see the lines as if it was a elevation now, thanks to my old work. It's incredible. Mm. Transferable yeah, skills. What are, yeah, mm. what an amazing skill. Is there anything else that you have a desire to draw? No. Well, I, I do, yes, um, kind of. I don't know. Um, nothing that I haven't, nothing that I've thought of myself, but me and my sister have done a kids' book series. It's called Elizabeth, the Elizabella series. Um, we're doing our third one at the moment. So I've drawn two kids' books. Wow. Yeah. What a high achiever. Yeah, I know. I suddenly feel like I've done nothing yeah. again. I know someone who um, paints your pets. <laughs> oh, I've seen someone who paints her pets yeah. as well. Is it Laura Physically? Ives? Um, no. Oh. I know some, it's um, my friend's mum's friend and she um, yeah, will paint you your dog. I love like, that. Pet, so you send her a big <laughs> That's so really beautiful. Because that's another thing. Like People love their homes. People love their pets. People like, love those their things pets. things that people are sentimental about. And I think that's where you have to um, accept where your skills are and where mm. they are not. And my skill is absolutely not in drawing someone's pet. Like <laughs> I see I see people, you know, because there's so much character and so much emotion um, in that animal and I have a dog that I'm in love with. If I, if I drew my own dog, I would probably hate my dog after. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm good at drawing cartoons, like uh-huh. with the Elizabella series, but I had to learn to do that. That's not natural. Whereas the, the buildings just sort of fall out of my yeah. fingers. That's amazing. 
Cool. Um, is there any advice that you'd give to other creatives out there who want to start their own business? Um, I think we've probably touched upon it, but um, I guess like don't be scared. You can do it. Just have the right support around you and save a bit of cash before you make the leap. And if you already have a job, try make sure that you can keep your salary if you make the leap. That's amazing. That's really good advice. That's really good advice. Yes. Oh, Georgia, thanks so much for coming thanks on the show. Thanks for having it's been me. Really great to um, really great to chat with you. What a cool business you've got going on there, and good luck with saving for your own house. Oh, hopefully, hopefully I get there. The moment where you uh, <laughs> you have that online. For those who want to follow you, so obviously you are on Instagram. Yeah, um, Georgia. Um, Draws a house, and you've got a website. I've got a well. website, Georgia Draws a House. I've <laughs> yeah. got a Facebook, Georgia Draws a House, <laughs> and an email, which is hello at Georgia Draws a House. And they're all really reasonable prices as well. I mean, I don't know if these will change, but at the moment, like seventy nine dollars for the little A five size, right up to one hundred and twenty nine for the A three size. I thought, yeah, what a great, that's a great little gift. I'm idea. sending in my dad's shop. Yeah. Shop front. It's about to be knocked I down. I love shops. I love shops. It is a nineteen twenties building. It's about to be knocked down. <gasps> Amazing. Send it. Send it. Send it. Yeah. I went and did a photo shoot of it the other day because just reaching that derelict point and now, yeah, cool. it's really cool. awesome. That's great. Thank, thank you, you so much. And, um, yeah, thank you for listening. Oh, you can do the outro. Right. I no do the intro. You do it. You, <laughs> there you got this. <laughs> Let's just flip this whole episode I on know. its head. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Do you know someone who's making or creating something worth sharing? Perhaps you want to tell us about how great the show is or peg us with some constructive feedback. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm in the mood for feedback this week. <laughs> Get in touch. If it's good, send yeah, it through yeah. if you hate it. Like, give it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> give us a review on iTunes. and stuff really help, helps. And if you want to find out more about Alex and all her adventures, you can follow her at Ms. Darlinghurst. That's MS Darlinghurst or me at Double Star Co. Uh, both on Instagram and Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. If you know a friend, why don't you pick an episode that they might like and then share it with them. And if you're tuning in for the first time, check out our other episodes on iTunes or Spotify. We release a new episode each week, as long as we're not too busy. Um, it suits out all our types of issues. Honesty. Yeah. <laughs> That's all from us, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye.